1: Good morning, and welcome to Fed Talk. I'm your host Julie Perkins here today with a few wonderful and um, just amazing representative, representatives from the National Park Service to talk about the upcoming National Park Week, which start it kicks off Saturday and goes through the following weekend. Uh, I'm joined here today by Sarah Newman. She's an active duty Commission Corps officer in the United States Public Health Service, currently assigned to NPS and serving as the director of the Office of Public Health at NPS. Sarah is also the principal advisor to the NPS director and executive leadership for public health protection, disease prevention, and health promotion decisions impacting the health of more than 300 million visitors to the 400 parks nationwide. This is a big operation, folks. Um, I'm also joined by Diego Contreras and AmeriCorps VISTA which is a volunteer uh, uh, service. Uh, I don't know what VISTA. I'm trying to remember what VISTA stands for. But anyway, it's a AmeriCorps volunteer uh, assigned to the National Park Service and is also the Associate Director of Interpretation, Education, and Volunteers. He primarily works with the Junior Ranger Program Mm -hmm. and is – Almost ready to roll out a new junior ranger book on fishing that will be coming out in June. And rounding out the panel and someone we're going to talk to first is Vince. And he's the chief of visitor services at National Parks, Capitol Parks East, although it's really not east of of the Capitol Hill. But there are a lot of parks there. That's right. Um, And he's in charge of planning special events, educational programs, and working with all the local partners and communities and developing the ranger staff. So welcome, everybody, uh, to our program, and let's kick off National Park Week. Vince, why don't you tell us what National Park Week is all about?
2: So National Park Week is a way to engage visitors from across the country into the great treasures that are the national parks. Um, This year, every year we have a theme for National Park Week, and this year's theme is Parks After Dark and Starry Skies. Now, that in some of the western parks, you know, uh, stargazing, rangers interpreting the stars and the constellations is a big deal, and some of our other parks in the areas do that. I know from time to time they do that at Catoctin uh, Park out there in western Maryland. Um, Here in Washington, D.C., of course, we have a little bit of light pollution. However, stars can mean also many things, volunteer stars, stars of meaning famous people that affected your park. So anything that has to do with the stars, either literally or anything to deal with the stars metaphorically. And we have some serious stars at National Capital Parks East.
1: Wow. So uh, literally, Mm -hmm. um, what is uh, going on for National Capital? for the starry skies in your parks?
2: So, for us, we're going to, in our parks, uh, we're interpreting the stars as heroes, as star individuals. And I would say perhaps one of our brightest stars is Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass, it's his bicentennial year, he was born in February. Um, back in you know um, eighteen eighteen so it 's the two hundredth anniversary mark for Douglas the great abolitionist and he lived uh, he lived in Rochester New York he li- grew up on the eastern shore of Maryland and in Baltimore City, but he spent the last seventeen years of his life right here in washington d c in the town of Anacostia, uh, where his nickname was the Lion of Anacostia. And you know when we when we first encounter Douglas, like in school, we know of him as the great orator, the mm-hmm. great abolitionist and and the and the writer. What we sometimes forget or were never taught is that he was the first African American US marshal, uh that he was an ambassador to Haiti, that he um would not pro- he also advised a lot of U.S. representatives and senators and even uh, had an influence on some U.S. presidents. And so he did these great things even after the American Civil War that he risked his life traveling throughout the South to do uh, graduation Dresses in a lot of historically African American colleges at a time of Jim Crow, at a time of lynching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is as an elderly man. So his legacy really spans all the
1: way to 1895. That's amazing. I, um, living in DC, we, we, we consider him a local. Yeah. <laughs> even though, right. even though he lived elsewhere, I sort of ignored that part because he's such a beloved, um, local figure. That's right. And it's a beautiful home. That is. Um, is, Is it open every day? It's open
2: every day of the week. There, We own more Douglas objects than anywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. And what's great is you have to thank um, the women he was married to f- in, in part. Uh, his first wife, Anna Murray Douglas, was the one who raised the money that he was able to purchase his train ticket so, he is, as if you know the story, you know when he was in Baltimore, there he he impersonated a free African American sailor, was you know forged papers, but the money to buy that train ticket, uh, she provided him with that, and she was really the rock uh, during during his life. Uh, in his waning years, as she died, uh, he remarried. And it was actually his second wife, Helen Pitts Douglas, who had the foresight after he died to form the Frederick Douglass Memorial Historical Association, which was the association that really preserved the house and the objects in it until the Park Service got it in 1962. And so that's why when you step into that house, it is like you – he just stepped out of the room and you just walked in. I mean the objects are still there and every object tells a story.
1: Mm. It is an amazing, amazing um, place to visit for anyone is in the DC area mm-hmm. or visitors that come that's here. Right. We get a lot of visitors. Um, you also uh, oversee other unique homes in the DC we area. Do. I was fascinated by uh, the small parks mm-hmm. uh, that you have around the Capitol, um, but also about the Woodson home, and which oh. is um, well. That's going to be that's. Number one on my list um, to visit, and I learned so much about dr Carter Woodson. G Woodson oh, what an incredible figure. Um, can you briefly describe what 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 will happen if people visit there?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So the Carter G. Woodson home, which is located in the Shaw neighborhood, old historic african american neighborhood mm-hmm. fifteen thirty eight ninth street so carter G. Woodson Dr. Carter G. Woodson mm-hmm. was a creator of Black History Month. And so that's something we honor and celebrate nationwide. Well, he started it in this row house in Washington. Um, Dr. Carter G. Woodson is is known as the one who institutionalized African-American history. He was a prolific writer. He wrote a number of books. Um, one of his first was The uh, Education of the Negro prior to 1861. He wrote another book, The History of the Negro Church. He wrote articles. Um, perhaps one of his biggest books that he wrote that's really a a landmark is called the Miss education of the negro Hmm. in which he basically says that a lot uh there was a lot of false history that was going on out there that uh the the story of african americans wasn't being told and that back in that time 19 teens and and prior in 1920s even 1930s really um a lot of mainstream history tended to downplay the role of african americans and what he said is that was all wrong right that you know african americans had made solid contributions to the nation really since the founding at Jamestown. They fought in the American Civil War. They are inventors, uh, scientists. And, and Woodson was fascinating. You know, he did not really receive his high school diploma until he was 20. Prior to that, he worked uh, as a coal miner. He drove a garbage truck uh, for a long time. Then uh, after getting his high school diploma, He went to college. He eventually graduated with his Ph.D. from Harvard. He learned languages. He traveled the world. He taught in the Philippines. And he really justifies history. Like when you take away a people's history, you take away their culture. That's right. And so he understood that, you know, and this is a message for everybody, black, white, whatever, that that history is important to learn and we need to appreciate each other's history. And in so doing, we appreciate each other. And he believed that the appreciation of African-American history w- could directly relate to the end of racism uh, in America. Um, the house itself is open. We're thrilled about this. Uh, we opened it for the first time Memorial Day last year, and uh, it's open on weekends weekends. Uh, Right now and on Thursdays, it is free to visit uh, and we're working on expanding it to include a bigger museum. That's going to take a little bit, but the actual historic home is open and um, it's like stepping back in time. We have uh, some of our rangers are dressed in period attire from the 1940s like you just stepped in there.
1: Wow, I am um, really looking forward to seeing that and it's free. Um, which brings me back to Mm -hmm. the fact that on Saturday, national parks across the country are going to be free to everyone out there. And um, uh, we are uh, strongly urging you to, they have a big kickoff on Saturday, but Mm -hmm. we're going to hear about more things going on through the week um, when we return from this break. Welcome back to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio, fifteen hundred AM. So I want to turn to Diego, who's going to talk about the start of National Park Week. Gets kicked off with National Junior Ranger Day, and that uh, is tomorrow. So why don't you tell us all about the Junior Ranger program?
3: Great. Yeah. Um, like you said, I'm a AmeriCorps Vista member, and uh, and
1: what does that stand for? Because I totally.
3: Volunteers in service to America. Okay, thank right? you. <laughs> and the easiest way to understand that, so you have Peace Corps, uh-huh. right? And AmeriCorps VISTA is like Peace Corps, but on the state side. Got it. Right. So uh, I'm assigned to uh, OWASO, which is like uh, the Washington Area Support Office. And uh, I work in the Associate Directorate of Interpretation and Education of Volunteers. And I mostly assist with the Junior Ranger Program. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I'm here to talk about Junior Ranger Day, uh, which is uh, tomorrow. And, uh, you know, really the Junior Ranger Program is just an excellent – a uh, way to connect children and their families uh, with parks in ways that engage them in exploring, learning, and uh, practicing stewardship. Um, it, but not—you
1: don't have to be a child to be a Junior Ranger. I want to emphasize that little tidbit for yeah, the rest of us out right. there who who want to become Junior
3: Rangers. It's for the young and the young at heart. There you and, go. Uh, you know, just the program introduces children and uh, and uh, everyone uh, to to the natural wonders of the parks. Uh, and their own role in preserving these mm-hmm. treasures mm-hmm. for the future. Um, and since 2007, we've been celebrating Junior Rangers past and present. And, um, you know, where the parks are really inviting everybody to come for uh, activities, uh, to explore, to learn, and uh, to become official Junior Rangers. Yeah, um,
1: Ranger uh, Vince was telling us um, before the show that he sees kids with the badges. The junior ranger badges or the, the folks that are young at heart, and um, they're just some of them are just covered. Oh, yeah. So, do you see that where your interactions with them that's very um, coveted to get mm-hmm. your junior ranger badges?
3: Oh, 100%. Uh, so, we have a few national thematic books. You know, last year we rolled out uh, Eclipse Explorer booklet, mm-hmm. and um, so I I get to certify them because so kids have to mail them to our to our office. And so I get to read them, and then I certify them, and then I send them back with a badge. And so uh, I love it because a lot of kids, like, will write little notes, you know, Aww. to the ranger. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get pictures of kids with their vest. Yeah. I mean, there's some kids who have, like, in their rooms, like, the entire their entire walls are just filled with badges yep. and patches. And it's it's great. And, um, you know, I've also met a lot of people in the parks who got their – started their careers as junior rangers. And, uh, you know, I used to be a, a trail worker in uh, Sequoia and Kings Canyon. And uh, I met a few wildlife biologists who started, you know, their careers as uh, junior rangers. And so it's, it's great. It's a great opportunity to uh, introduce the park and the park service to our youngest visitors.
1: What about the, um, you're rolling out a new junior ranger um, fishing, junior ranger book or, or a badge? or?
3: Yeah, so we are working, uh, almost really finishing up a uh, national thematic book on fishing. It's going to be called Junior Ranger, Let's Go Fishing. And uh, (laughs) it's really to kick off and celebrate um, the National Fishing and Boating Week and uh, also to celebrate the Great Outdoors Month, uh, which is June. And uh, it's an interagency booklet. Uh, So we've been working uh, with U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and uh, some some input from uh, BLM and some Forest Service. But it's really a, a U.S. Fish and Wildlife and National Park Service book. So,
2: Diego, can you say that that's a good hook to get people into some of these <laughs> public lands? Oh, well, that was going to be my ending line. I pulled
3: your hook. Okay, but yeah, yeah. I'll um, scale it. That <laughs> uh, it's you know it's about it's a book about fishing and fishing with friends and family at national parks yeah. and national wildlife refuges, and that you know fishing is fun and it's an exciting way uh, to enjoy the outdoors. And um, you I know, used to
1: fish when I was much younger, lakes, mm-hmm. but. Um, up in The Anirondacks, and you learn how to gut the fish, you yeah. learn how to hook the worm. Um, it's uh, it's uh, interesting as a kid to uh, you know, be, be that into the whole nature. And, and matter of fact,
2: this week we're helping you all out. Uh, we're doing a big sh- release of Shad Row into yeah. the Anacostia River as part of our centennial. Celebration honoring the hundred years of Anacostia Park. And I don't know how many of you know that shad, the shad is the official fish of Washington, D.C.
1: I did oh, not, I did know, not know, that. know that.
2: That's true. And and if you go down the Potomac, you know, and that's not a national park site, but Mount Vernon. I mean, back in George Washington's time, Washington wrote like in his diary, they would, they would net like 10,000 shad like wow. b- by the week. I mean, it was just an insane number of shad that used huh. to come up the Potomac, come up the Anacostia up in Maryland, places like Deer Creek, the Susquehanna River. I mean, the Shad, A Valley Forge, a great national park. There's a story that the Continental Army, uh, when they were having a hard time in the spring, they they ate a bunch of Shad that came up near Valley Forge.
1: You're like becoming the Shad expert. Um, we'll, we'll have you back my for dad the, always,
2: my dad taught me fishing and that's what's yeah. so great about that program Diego is you know you plant a seed in a young person and they'll take that the rest of their life you may think oh man don't forget all that they don't no they
1: my don't. brother they still fly fishes he mm-hmm. was taught by my dad and he goes out and you know it's the whole little rhythm of the fly fish I'd mm-hmm. always yeah, have and my- you know there's
3: huge conservation through participation uh-huh. uh, you know thing in involved because when you go fishing you got to get a license Right. And all those, you know, license fees kind of go back in, in, into stewardship and conservation. Uh, so, so it's a good project. And um, although, you know, within the National Park Service, uh, it's, it's a lot of catch and release. Mm-hmm. So yes. just, just check your regulations and, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Do, don't don't yeah. get the fish like
1: yeah. I just mentioned. Um, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> most parks are about, you know, you can take out invasive species, mm-hmm. right? right, and just put back the, uh, the native fishes. They say the snakehead's good to eat.
1: Actually, right, it's just like the lionfish. They're trying to get the invasion, invasive right. uh, species. I mean, the, s- the snakehead
2: is not very nice to look at, right.
1: but, but they say it eats it, really
2: well. Like, it's good.
1: Yeah, so go get the snakefish. Um, Diego, do you also have new passport books you're rolling out?
3: Yeah, so uh, in line with Junior Ranger Day, uh, Eastern National, which is one of our uh, our association, uh created a new passport book for junior rangers. Uh, it's called Passport to Your National Parks, Junior Ranger Edition. I'm showing it off like people can see, but they can't. Um, it, and, uh, it's colorful. It, it yeah, is it's really very nice. Colorful. I was just uh, thinking that. There's, so in every national park, there's these park cancellation stamps that, that adults can get. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Eastern national kind of created some space for that. And, uh, they also made these, uh, junior ranger cancellation stamps. So now mm-hmm. kids with their passport books can, uh, you know, yeah. go to parks, get those stamps and, uh, you know, and hopefully fill up their passport book. And it's really nice. There's, um, a little bit of history, uh, on a a few of the parks, on all the regions and kind of teaches the kids that, you know, we're more than just parks, Mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of people think the national parks, we just have national parks. But, you know, we have, you know, 20 different names for uh, our units. You know, there's national seashores. um, You know, there's national monuments. There's historic areas. And so. Battlefields. battlefields, Yeah. Uh, And, um, you know, just name a few. So uh, on Saturday, I, I have a, uh, a few examples of different activities are going to be happening around the park. Yeah, uh, You know, Cape Cod National Seashore is going to have a really nice beach scavenger hunt with uh, some whale watching activities. Oh, wow. Um, Coronado National Memorial is going to do a, a building with Adobe workshop with kids. And uh, my, my my favorite park just because... With work-
2: actual the Adobe, not the computer program.
3: Yeah. yeah. Like, I, you
1: know, that was... I was like- f- <laughs> yeah. Right when I, that <laughs> I,
3: no, when <laughs> I first saw it, I was like, Adobe I was like, wow, maybe I should go. That's yeah. really important. <laughs> Uh but no, uh, Sequoia Kings Canyon uh National Park is going to have a, a Meet the Stars kind Ooh. of festival where they're going to have uh kids kind of meet all the people that make right. the park run. So your you know your oh, your park rangers, your law enforcement, uh your wildlife biologists, your uh It's
2: a cool idea. I'm stealing that. It's, it's a great Yeah, one. No, that yeah. is a you know, wonderful
3: I've been idea. I've trying to push uh, like a junior ranger book on the people who work in your parks who aren't yeah. just the rangers cuz I used to be a trail crew right. and uh you know, I used to make steps for people to hike back there and
1: yeah, the yeah. the Rangers are sort of like the rock stars, the, you know. They're, they're, the, stars. they're the front line that everyone, you know, everyone knows. Um, ranger Rick and um, and now Ranger, ranger, ranger Vince. Vince. <laughs> yeah, you know. um, but, you know, they, you know, they got also, the cool uniforms. No, there's also Trocruise. I got to tell you, and, uh, when
2: when you're a ranger and you work in a park, your maintenance department, they're rock stars. Yes. I mean, without maintenance, you don't have a park. Yeah. yeah. And also the resource, like the biologists, we learn so much from our resources management mm-hmm. and our curators and stuff. Right. And it's, it's really a whole and, and the guidance from our management, it's just, it's a whole group, you know. Mm-hmm. But, Go ahead.
3: Yeah, yeah. So Sequoia is going to have this really cool fair. Like it's almost like like a mini job fair. And uh they're also going to have uh some some pack mules out there and some of the packers. Oh, and right. uh in um in in Chambazal National Memorial, which is Wait, in, though, uh, so
1: so you offer um pack rides at Sequoia?
3: Yeah. So oh. uh you you huh. can you can go to the pack station and uh you know if you want to do like a nice big uh, you know, What's it called? Like glamping, right? They'll take yeah. you out with, uh, with food and supplies and they'll take your supplies for you. I'm
1: writing that one down yeah, too. Yeah, it's really nice. Oh, that's, so that's neat. I used to work
3: in, <laughs> uh, in the backcountry and uh, we had our own trail crew bring our food every week. And so there was a pack of mules that would come with like fresh meat and, you know, vegetables and our, our mail.
1: And so visitors can have the little glamping going on, too? Yeah, yeah. As can, much uh, as
3: you can glamp
2: and stuff into a pack.
3: Right, would, right, right, right. Right, exactly. Toilet paper is like glamour. It's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the, the events that I found online that I, I really wanted to, to talk about was in a uh, Tezumon National Memorial, which is mm-hmm. in New Mexico. They're going to have um, sort of like they're going to bring all the national parks in their area together. And uh, they're going to have a really cool Meet the mascot event. So kids can meet uh, Riley Roadrunner and uh, Lupa the Ringtail and uh, Carl S. Bat.
1: Oh, neat.
3: Yeah. um,
1: So that's tomorrow? That
3: is tomorrow, yeah. And uh, everybody can go to uh, nps.gov and uh, look at the uh, National Park Week site. Mm -hmm. And uh, under the National Junior Ranger Day, there's this really nice event feed where where you can see everything that's happening. Or, you know, you can always just find your park on on nps.gov and uh, (laughs) – Look at the events. Well, when here. I
1: uh, was um, getting ready for the show, I pulled up the stuff on Junior Ranger and I made the mistake of printing it out. And, and there's like pages of events. Right. Yeah, you, it's great. This is a really big day tomorrow.
2: And for Junior Ranger Day, if you're closer to home, near Washington, D.C., come to Anacostia, come to Frederick Douglass's house. We're launching the new Frederick Douglass Bicentennial junior ranger booklet and for this year only during the bicentennial we will have the special frederick Douglass bicentennial junior ranger badges oh wow so it's once of a lifetime to get this landmark badge only so many of them have been made and after the bicentennial is over that's it so that's your chance to connect with the lion of anacostia
3: yeah so all those super junior rangers out there you guys Better make it to uh I know the they're village. all
1: like you
2: making got all, plans
3: no, to fly all in year, so yeah. you got you got the year to come down you know the launch is this
2: weekend but you got all year to come down
3: and uh I did also want to mention that uh, every kid in a park uh is mm-hmm. uh still yeah. still here with us and so fourth graders across across the country can get their pass and uh they can go to parks for free with it yeah. so um you know don't forget it's a, and the website for that is everykidinapark.gov and
1: uh and that's still continuing at least through yeah. 2018 yep. or this all, yep. all, all summer, so
3: so families can start planning their vacations and uh, making their MPS routes.
1: Well, that's great because some of the parks um, were very fortunate are free, but others do have um, you know certain fees. So yeah, if you yeah. can get the pass, that is one less. Um, cash outlay. Yeah, exactly. I took and
2: my kids to Jamestown last year on yes. that. My daughter was the right age, you know, mm-hmm. in Yorktown. Yes, and, and she saw like the the Disney, you know, mm-hmm. Jamestown, John Smith, Pocahontas, and then she wanted to see the real one. Yeah. I was like, wow, the real one's
1: even cooler, Daddy. <laughs> like yeah, it is. Yeah. Those are really beautiful parks down there. Yeah, I went yeah. to a school down there. there. There's a lot of good free parks. You just have to, um, you have
3: find, to call them. And find them. Find them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you volunteer in your park. Uh, and you uh, accumulate a, a number of hours. You can also get a volunteer pass. That's right. So, uh, you know, the other of you with uh, extra some extra time and they want to give back, you know, please go to your park and volunteer.
1: And what's the, do you know if you're junior rangers or is there a minimum age for to be a volunteer?
3: Uh, you know, it depends on the program. Right? Okay. Uh, I don't think, you know, a five-year-old can go do some trail work, but uh, <laughs> it depends. They can mulch. Uh, yeah, on, on volunteer.gov, you can go in and, okay. uh, and see what's near you or just call your park. And, uh, and ask. Everybody loves uh, help around the parks.
1: Okay, great. Um, so we have to stop here for a break, unfortunately. And we'll continue our discussion after this break and a word from our sponsor. And you're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM you're a federal law enforcement officer,
0: then you know to do your job, you tap inside sources. To have a voice on policy and legislation, you join Flioa. And when you want federal law enforcement officer news and up-to-date federal court decisions, you read FedAgent.com. If you aren't reading
1: FedAgent.com, subscribe today. It's free. Don't let this source pass you by. I'm John Adler, president of the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association, and I approve this message. Welcome back. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. And today we are featuring a discussion about National Parks Week, which begins tomorrow and goes through next Sunday. So, Sarah, I want to talk about, I guess it's the, um, the big event on the last day of National Parks Week is Rx Day, Park Rx. So why don't you um, tell us all about that day?
4: I'd love to, Julie, and um, it's such a pleasure to be here with uh, Vince and and Diego talking about getting out in the parks and having fun because, Mm -hmm. you know, another aspect of that is it's good for you. And as a public health practitioner, as somebody who works for the Park Service, we've got a whole team of folks that are out there protecting our visitors uh, from getting sick. And, you know, we do the water wastewater food inspection to make sure that, you don't get sick from the food. But we also are here to promote our parks as a resource for health. And that comes to what you talked about, which is park prescription. And for the past uh, couple years, and this is our third year, uh, we are honoring park prescription with a day during National Park Week on uh, April 29th, which is, as you said, the last day of park uh, National Park Week. Parker X Day is a really exciting movement really, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's catching fire across the whole park service, where doctors are literally prescribing park time to their patients. Anywhere, green space. Uh, why? Why would you prescribe parks? Because what we know from the literature, what we know from science is that getting outdoors and getting active and just connecting even with your history, what, how, what a powerful moment for for kids yeah. in the area, Vince, who live in this area and never you know, really knew that Frederick Douglass lived here. And they get to see someone from their history who looks like them mm-hmm. in such a powerful position so long ago. And that's actually good for your health, too. So we believe in the Park Service that parks are good for you. We've believed that for 100 years. And in case you didn't know it, 100 years ago, our first park director, uh, Mather, Mm -hmm. reached out to the U.S. Surgeon General at that time and said, we want a public health service officer to come and inspect the water to make sure it's clean and safe for people to drink. And so for 100 years, the U.S. Public Health Service has had a relationship, the oldest relationship known in the federal government, uh, an agreement with the National Park Service to provide – health
3: uh, I think, information. Yeah, oh, that's so
4: cool. Yeah. Isn't that, that amazing? So we'll celebrate our centennial, the U.S. Public Health Service, serving for the National Park Service in uh, 2021. That is and amazing. And 1921 was our sort of first year of that official agreement.
1: Oldest MOU in uh, the federal government, The right? oldest known
4: <laughs> MOU, which is uh, an agreement, really, uh-huh. between two agencies, federal agencies. Um, so Parker X Day is going to be a... At least uh, sixty events uh, around the entire nation, uh, engaging in some of the activities these guys are talking about, but with a real message about health. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, throughout the nation, and here in in the DC area as well, there will be ac- activities where there will be doctors walking with people. There will be rangers like Ranger Vince who would be walking with people, but also talking about the benefits of that activity to their health. Right. Because you know I you know I don't want to be the, the downer. But the fact is, we spend 92% of our time indoors. Right. And that's not good for us. Um, and, you know, we can see the repercussions of that with an increase in obesity, chronic disease, the cost of that is huge. And, you know, in a time when we have issues like trauma and, and depression and mental health issues, getting outdoors and right. engaging with our environment is good for us. Um, And, you know, I will say one of the biggest priorities of the U.S. Surgeon General, and I do wear a uniform, I'm a captain in the U.S. Public Health Service, and so I have a dual responsibility both to the director of our Park Service, but also to our U.S. Surgeon General in in delivering the health message. But one of the biggest priorities he's focused on is opioid addiction. Mm -hmm. And that's a serious issue in our nation where 115 people die every day from I saw that on the
2: um, Park Service website. Correct. You know, I I was looking at the message for National Parks Week, mm-hmm. and there was was a video about that.
4: Well, in fact, the National Park Service just uh, sponsored it with the National um, Safety Council, an op- a, a death memorial yes. for opioid right, right in the Ellipse, right in the President's Park, which is a national park, right at the White House. Oh, interesting. And was educating people about this terrible it's, They said epidemic. on the
2: video that it's, as far as the number of deaths, it's like having a 9-11 disaster every 17 days.
4: Right, that's right. That's how big it is. Twenty-two thousand people in twenty fifteen died due to an opioid addiction. And these are anybody. It's not uh, opioids are not biased. No, they're, they're not. not prejudiced and it's, against it, age.
1: And you can't really tell if it's. Uh, I had some medical issues recently, and I knock on wood that I was not one of the ones that, uh, you know, was like craving the Vicodin. Right. But it could happen to my neighbor. You know, it's just it's very
4: random and um, just so harmful. Right. And so we like to sort of uh, sort of inspire our doctors to think mm-hmm. about prescribing parks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's get addicted to our parks. Let's, you know, encourage people to get out and um, and and actually for our doctors to prescribe that outdoor right. activity, well, and it's
2: it's really nothing new. I mean, as uh, years ago, Japanese doctors uh, prescribed they called it fresh air breathing, mm-hmm. and the idea of going into a forest. And the, they they there's been they've been proven that trees can give off uh, as much as 150 different chemicals. And most of which are even are are positive, Mm -hmm. you know, probably all of them are positive. Some they're still researching. But, you know, when you come out of a forest, I think it's not just, wow, I was in green space and it was really nice and and I feel better, although that is true. There's probably even some sort of chemical reaction that takes place that we're humanity hasn't even figured out yet Mm. that makes you feel that good.
1: That's amazing. That's I also remember you talking about how for kids with ADHD and um, that doctors are like, take them on a hike rather than Mm -hmm. prescribe them or maybe in conjunction with some medication, but not just focusing on drugging them.
4: Correct. I mean, that's the issue is, I mean, doctors have a very limited amount of time to deal with their patients and oftentimes Mm -hmm. patients are demanding Mm -hmm. drugs. You know, they're insisting and Mm -hmm. especially with pediatricians, with mom and dad pressuring the drugs, but there are alternatives or in combination. And what our doctors are seeing who are prescribing parks is that it's having an impact. I mean, there are some recent articles in the Washington Post about it with doctors who are saying, you know, now what we need to do is really capture the evidence right. um, and really demonstrate the effectiveness. But what we do know from the, the building science around this is that just as Vince is saying, we know there are impacts that are positively affecting health. We know, for example, from studies that even if you're in the hospital recovering from an illness, if you have exposure to a window Mm -hmm. or outdoor, you're going to recover more quickly. If you are taken outdoors, you're going to recover more quickly than if you are not exposed to an outdoor scenery Mm -hmm. or environment. So, you know, there are so many ways in which this outdoor connection is good for our health. And it's exciting that our park system knows this. And that what these guys are talking about today, and all the exciting activities that they work really hard every day to, to deliver to our to our public, is actually a prescription. What you guys are doing is right. actually improving the health of of right. our nation. And it's it, there's no more critical time in our history when we need this for our health. We need this to be nat- actually for national security. Um, you know, the security of our of our nation depends on our health. And what we also know is that a very small proportion of our our public are even ready or uh, Mm -hmm. in the right condition Mm -hmm. to to even go into the military. That's frightening. That is frightening. So one of the days this week is going to be dedicated to our military and our veterans, which is on April 28th, the day before Parker X day is military and veteran recognition day to, to thank and honor those who serve. And we are trying to make a connection also in the office of public health that our military and veterans also need to, be healthy, and so mm-hmm. and you know to improve their health by getting outdoors. Right.
1: So for that day, is it uh, if you're in the military currently or you're uh, have a veteran status, are the parks free or? What's... If you
4: are in an active duty military, okay. you can get a park pass, and it's and you can go to any park for free as well as your family. Right. right. It's not available to veterans unless they're disabled. So disabled, but for all of our military. They can get a park pass with their active duty, like you know, mm-hmm. ID, mm-hmm. Um, and it's free. Not just during National Park Week, but any time of the right. year. And right. this is a real, this is a huge benefit. Oh, that, yes. that our you know director had had come up with quite a bit ago to ensure that our military have no barriers to entry. That's right. Yeah. And and on Sunday,
1: what are some of the events that are happening? Um, for park rx so Day.
4: we have you know for those people who are in this area there are there are events uh at the rock creek fort totten walking events hiking events also at greenbelt uh, the national mall we're going to also do health screening at rock creek uh, we'll have the u.s public health service out there in uniform doing health screening uh, what uh, type of health screen like so blood pressure do blood pressure. they'll you know it may vary depending mm-hmm. on the, who we can uh, recruit from the public health service but uh we did this several years ago and I'll tell you, it was very interesting, and mm. I didn't have a chance to tell you this, Julie, but I brought my family out to Parker X Day three years ago, and um, my dad went out there, and I didn't know this, but he had a screening, and he had a blood pressure screening, and they said, you know, your blood pressure is really high. Oh. And he went to the doctor. and wow. so And got treatment for that. So, you know, that's just one person. It happened to be my dad, but when you see how beneficial it is for us yeah. to do screenings yes, and to get out there, and so you'll have the public health out there to help, Just a basic blood pressure could save your life.
1: I remember last year, I think you added like a yoga event on the mall. Um, So you're looking at also sort of meditative. Correct. um,
4: We'll have Tai Chi, we'll have yoga. Um, You know, of course, some of this is weather dependent, but it's looking great. It looks like it's going to be beautiful. Um, So there will be a lot of activities, information, screenings, and they vary from park to park. So Mm -hmm. throughout the nation, there will be a very varied emphasis, whether there'll be speakers or hiking or talking or uh, free freebies where you can, you know, mm-hmm. and also healthy, sustainable food. So at I know at Rock Creek, they're going to be offering, you know, food that's maybe different than what you're used to, but it's healthier and it it's sustainable. So it's grown in areas that, you know, don't harm our environment. And that's something that's of interest to us, to us as well in that's public right. health is yeah. we care about the environment as well as the, the people and, and as well as the wildlife, because we're all connected to one each other. Mm-hmm. We really take what's called a one health approach mm-hmm. that, you know, when we harm animals and the environment, eventually it, ultimately it harms us. So how can we manage all of those resources in a way that's, that's balanced? Hmm. And so I know that Ranger Vince mentioned, um, he went
1: to the website national park week. Where'd you, where'd yeah, I, you I, go? I googled
2: national park week?
1: And is that where they should, uh, people should go to find out what? Um, Absolutely.
4: Go to national Sorry. park week. And when you get there, you're going to see Parker X Day, and that will take right. you to other. Right. That will show you all the events that are happening. Okay, um, and there's we're a so video. Yeah, there's some videos. I mean, we're excited because in the National Park Service, we have what's called Healthy Parks, Healthy People, which is all the umbrella of this. And and what it is is just this. It's it's these promising practices like Parker X Day and uh, uh, gardens, community gardens, mm-hmm. and a series of yep. events that occur throughout our parks that promote our parks as a way right. of improving your health. So. Healthy Parks, Healthy People is something that everyone in the Park Service, all of our divisions have contributed some ideas toward and are supporting. And it's really, really exciting.
1: That is exciting. And it reminds me, I was looking at some of the parks um, over near the Capitol. They're small. They're, mm-hmm. Some of them are just, you know, a few acres. or um, And all the reviews, they're talking about what a great place to go and um, like read a book, you know, or just get some sun, sit on a bench. Um, there's playgrounds in some areas, so even you know, small and large parks. Absolutely, I mean, uh, you and the get park service is,
4: is is really neat because we believe you can go to your local park. It may mm-hmm. not be a national park, right. but you can go to your local park, and then you build a, an appreciation of our parks, mm-hmm. and then you can see why you'd want to. Support. I mean, why do we care about this? Well, we, yeah. I think, the three of us would all agree. We want our parks to be here forever. Mm -hmm. We want to ensure they're protected for everyone to enjoy the next generations. And so if you go to your local park and you love it, then you're going to see the value of your national park. That's right.
2: And actually, uh, we were just in Lincoln Park Mm -hmm. uh, up on Capitol Hill. That's a national park unit and uh, honoring uh, Frederick Douglass commemorating Mm -hmm. the Lincoln statue there. Mm -hmm. And there are playgrounds up there, too. And, you know, so it's really neat to see the community come out for that and the idea of. Public space mm-hmm. being used by everybody, right? That really began in city parks, you know, like you like Central Park, Lincoln Park. That concept, and then it was essentially expanded to include, you know, enormous places like Yellowstone and the Grand Tetons, things like that.
1: And um, I, I know we have to take a break real soon, but um, I did notice in one of the other parks near Lincoln mm-hmm. um, that Mary McLeod um, Mac- Bethune. Her statue was the first African American. That female. is in Lincoln
2: Park. Is that yeah? Lincoln? She looks right okay. at Abraham Lincoln, oh, and uh, it was actually the first, not only the first statue of an African American female, the first statue of a female period in the District of Columbia. Oh my goodness! And that was the late 1970s when oh. that statue was put in.
1: Okay. On um, on that note. Uh, we're going to take one more stop to hear from our sponsor. And when we return, we'll wrap up our discussion. And you're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM.
0: Welcome
1: back to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio 1500 AM. And we're entering our last segment of the show. And I thought I would give everyone here an opportunity to kind of highlight one thing that um, unfortunately we uh, um, may not have um, brought up in the show. It, it just flies by so quickly <laughs> when we're talking about the parks. But Ranger Vince, why don't you uh, talk about what's going on at Anacostia Park?
2: Yeah, Anacostia Park is really a wonderful gem. You know, uh, what we're doing for National Parks Week are twilight boat tours. So we'll have uh, with our partners with the Anacostia Riverkeeper, the Anacostia Watershed Society. And it really brings in that whole community element that is free evening boat tours. Uh, You have to register in advance. You can go Mm -hmm. to the Riverkeeper or the Anacostia Watershed Society websites. I know they're filling up fast. Um, But they they do – they have these uh, tours periodically during the summer too. But for National Parks Week, we'll have rangers on the boat. And it's going to be – I mean every – and there's so much history of the Anacostia that a lot of people don't even know. Like John Smith sailed up the Anacostia River. There were thriving Native American towns along the river. I mean, if you go to Jamestown, you see the artifacts and you hear that story. Mm -hmm. We have that story here at Anacostia Park. Uh, In a way, the history has been in the ground, you know, until we just started talking about it. The Great Bonus Army, World War I veterans, camped out in the summer of 1932 to protest uh, for – Pay and veterans' rights that ultimately resulted in the G.I. Bill. So Anacostia Park is the birthplace of the G.I. Bill. Um, You know, Frederick Douglass walked the banks of the Anacostia River. Our our vets, the Navy Yard right there in Anacostia, right? Uh, Seafarers Yacht Club, the first African-American yacht club uh, in the country right there. And
1: for our listeners, if they went down to Anacostia Park, would would they be unfortunate would they be fortunate enough to get you as one of their rangers? Is that where you?
2: That's where my head, I work out of a headquarters building, okay. And uh, but every now and then
1: I'll sneak out and, <laughs> and talk
2: to visitors. But actually, through our friends with the Washington Area Bike Association, mm-hmm. during the course of the summer we do periodic bike tours. I don't do them all, but okay. I do some. Okay. And uh, going up and down the Anacostia River Trail is really a, a you talk you have everything. You you pass the ball fields. Yeah. We have areas of woods like you would think you were in you know a, yeah. a, a wilderness instead of within the nation's capital. Scenic bridges. It's yeah. just, the river trail is just wonderful. And, and that's a great time whether you're jogging it, biking it, with a ranger doing it. It really combines physical fitness, the Parks Rx, the history all in one.
1: Okay, so get on down there. They are celebrating their centennial. Sarah, I got a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, do you want to
4: um, emphasize one key point? Well, or- I'll just say, you know, go out to your park and, and enjoy it Definitely go to Anacostia. Man, I'm taking my kids there this weekend. And, <laughs> I saw you um, write a note down. I did. I wrote it down. I was like, <laughs> I better register. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, at, today from 1 to 2 is mm-hmm. hashtag ParkRxDayChat on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So tweet it out. Learn about some of the events going on. Uh, go to the website to find out where there's an event near you, whether it's entitled a quote unquote ParkRxDay event, you know, or not. Any day this week, get out there and realize that by going outdoors, connecting with nature, you are actually meeting the Surgeon General's requirements for exercise. And we're not doing that in this country. Mm -hmm. 21% of our adults are not meeting the requirements for physical fitness. That's frightening. Not just the physical aspect, but the mental Mm -hmm. um,
1: uh, benefits that you have for being out and about in
4: nature and experiencing sort of the wonder of this world. Correct. What we know is that Getting out in parks is fun. It reduces your stress. It improves your mood. You'll sleep better. You manage your weight. You can improve your concentration. Uh, You can reduce your blood pressure. And you can lower your risk of chronic diseases. The ones, you know, diabetes, major chronic diseases. And you can enjoy our nature, protect our nature, and be part of nature. Mm -hmm. And live a healthy, enjoyable life. So our parks offer that, we believe. So that's my message, Julie. Is you know, Parker X Day is just that bridge to understanding how our parks are a way to get healthier and enjoy your life.
1: And it's wonderful that that to hear that our X Day has been taking off around the country and and uh, well done. That that's a that's a wonderful thing you all are parenting. Thanks. Um, We're thrilled. We're thrilled. Yeah. Uh, all right, Diego. You got any final thoughts about Junior Rangers?
3: Well, yeah. You know that people remember that these parks are ours, right? Uh, you know, uh, Grand Teton belongs to me just as it belongs to someone in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Oh, Grand Teton. You know, oh. and uh, every park, they're ours. And uh, like Sarah said, that they make us feel better. Um, and they make us feel good. You know, it was in Great Falls that I fell in love with my girlfriend, Eileen Billy, And uh, in the National Mall, i walking at night with her. I told her I loved her for the first time. Oh. The what? parks have are for are for everybody, Right.
1: Yeah, and, and speaking of your girlfriend, she's uh, now your wife, right?
3: Uh, or n- no. soon to be? Oh, but girlfriend? Okay. I mean, you know, Sorry. Is there anything you, if you
4: yeah. want to ask on on? <laughs> air. Oh, <man>. I know. <laughs> oh, but, uh, it,
3: it, in October, we, we will be uh, expecting our first little junior ranger uh, having oh. a baby. Well, um,
1: so. I have some news about the junior ranger, mm-hmm. and I've been asked to share with Diego. That Eileen has found out the gender of the child that you're having this fall, and it's a boy!
3: Oh my god, <laughs> she is so yeah, she's so silly. So
1: congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> and your whole family's listening online, streaming it, and um, awesome. Congratulations! Oh, thank you. Thank You're you welcome. You got I'm another. I'm tearing up you, here. I, well, you have a junior ranger on the way, and I'm sure <laughs> awesome. when thank old you. enough, he's literally um, tearing up. This is yeah. awesome.
3: I, I, I'm a crier. I. know. And Andrew, I
1: Andrew was like when you mentioned uh, Eileen, he's like,
4: "Do it now! Do it now!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got chills.
1: That's oh, awesome.
4: Thank he's going to be a healthy boy too. Oh, yes. Thank yeah. You.
1: Anyway, congratulations. Um, Going into a park is great for sleep deprivation. <laughs> Trust
2: me, you'll feel refreshed.
4: You'll come back. You know, all three of you yeah. just lay under a tree in the warm sun. <laughs> right
1: when you're walking your baby back and forth, you're like, I need, I need my little five minutes in the park.
3: <laughs> oh, I'll take them with me. <laughs> you Should and uh, yeah, June second, uh, our Junior Ranger Fishing Book is coming out. We're having a launch event in the mall. Uh, I forgot to talk about that. Um, but yeah. So June second, look online uh, and uh,
1: yeah, I didn't mean to like stun you, and now nuts. you're like, okay. where am I? But um, your family uh, That's wanted That's uh, awesome. the announcement to be yay. yay. So, um, but June second, we got the fishing book coming out, mm-hmm. um, and you can get your passport with some stamps. And um, can they get that at most parks now?
3: Yeah. So uh, the majority of um, a lot of the parks on the on the eastern shore uh, on the eastern side uh, have them, but they're also available on the west coast. And, uh, you know, in the middle of America. It's, it's yeah. coming
1: out. Yeah. And then next year, you're going to have some um, buttons being rolled out for Junior Ranger. And then next
3: year, we'll have a, a lot more swag uh, for kids. And, <laughs> uh, and hopefully a nice updated uh, website and with some games and activities. Just trying to, you know.
1: I, I will say with the Junior Ranger, um, but also with um, the National Park Service, Park Service generally, the online presence is... So modern and easy to navigate. Um, shout out to your IT folks and your creators and, and web designers because it really is easy to find the information um, and define where to go and um, how to register for things. Right. It's um, there's some other agencies that may not that could probably benefit from from how you've been able to make your presence known online. So that's another. Um, helpful thing that everyone out there should um, check out nps.gov mm-hmm. and navigate to National Parks Week and you'll get a whole list of activities and events for the next uh, eight days and um, I hope everyone enjoys their parks either next week or this summer or whenever but get out there as we talked about Um The the passion and just the experience of it all is both good for you mentally Mm -hmm. and physically. And as I think Diego said, we own the parks. And as Sarah said, we want to make sure that they are here for the future. And listen to all the history you just learned um, briefly uh, in the last hour from Ranger Vince about all the, uh, the history of, people that we know from our books and how they walked the land that you can go and experience. So I urge everyone to do that over the next coming week. It looks like we're finally breaking out of our um, cold spring. So um, get out there and um, start walking, folks. Um, But that's all the time we have for our show today. I really want to thank the three of you, and I hope we do this again next year. I just it's so inspiring to, to listen to you and, and see the passion you have for, for all your jobs. So, thank you for um, joining us here today. Um, and thank you to the listeners. I hope you learned quite a bit from these wonderful guests. Um, Fed Talk is brought to you by the Federal Employment Law Firm, Shaw, Bransford and Roth. And everyone have a good weekend and enjoy National Parks Week.